As the orange fog clears in Zanvor, the race was nothing to write home about, but the news coming out of this weekend is consequential. Max finishes his dream weekend at home with a victory, Kimi retires, Baltas signs a multi-year deal with Alfa Romeo, and the battles up and down the grid in the constructors' titles heats up. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Jump to Start Racing podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yancy. Hi. As always, very animated. Wellington's back. I'm back, baby. In one piece. In, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, Damn. Wow. I thought <laughs> it was one of my closest friends. <laughs> Not happy that I'm back in one piece. but That was, that was like that clip when uh, Don Cheadle told Kevin Hart, I'm 56. <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> wow. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Already. Already it starts. Literally 30 seconds in. Can't even make it. I listened to last week's episode. You guys were so tame. And it, it's when, when dad comes home, right? That's when you guys <laughs> start acting up. Uh, I'm glad he's back to wake us up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, how's the trip, boss? No, how was your weekend, guys? Ruben, how was your weekend? Labor Day weekend? It's still on. Labor Day is actually today. Yeah. We're laboring. We're laboring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hungover still. Whoa. That, that was two days ago. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get older, things just linger. Maybe I just need another drink. Uh, to, yeah, to wake up from. Actually, there you yeah. go. What are we doing after this? Okay, well, yeah, let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> let's go downtown. How was the trip? It was good. I went to Portugal, for those that don't know. I did not see Estoril. I did not see Portimao. Um, I'm a very disappointed at myself. So what did you went for? Just to kind of chill. Get away from here. Get away from you guys. Um, <laughs> you missed us, didn't you? No, I did. I did. I missed this. I missed you guys. I missed F1. And it was it was really cool because uh, I, I did a tour. And like the tour guy was like, oh, there was so much rain that came through here over the last week. It was all over Europe. And I was like, yes, I was watching an event in, in Belgium. And there was a ton of rain there. I'm sure it was the same system. <laughs> <laughs> was it the same rain that came so. to came New up, York oh, while man, you no, were no, gone? No, no, no. no way. <laughs> oh, man. Because that was. <laughs> Is that what you left us with? Yeah. Yeah. Night, uh, Is that what boy. he left us with? I think that's what it was. He knew it was coming. Yeah. And then there was there was somebody in that group that he was like, oh, I'm, I'm from Austria. He's like, do you know? And, and I'm like, yes, I'm very familiar with Austria, with Austria. The, the Spielberg area. Do you know? Are you from there? He's oh, like, wow, God. people don't even know about Spielberg. How did you know? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just that smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well traveled like smart. that. Travel the world you know, like that, you know. Uh, you know, I was dying the whole. I'm a man time. that knows things. I, I would say these things, and in, 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 you know, within me, I'm like crack, dying, cracking up. And obviously, the person I'm traveling with was like, "Can you control yourself?" Can you? <laughs> you I, I had like literal tears coming out of my eyes, laughing so hard. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, the weather system that I observed <laughs> in, in Belgium. Yes. I, I yeah, Spielberg has such a microclimate. <laughs> Anyway, it's crazy, guys. Sorry, let's get back on track. <sighs> In order, I guess, to get us back on track, I want to let's talk about our socials here. We're Jump to Start Podcast. We're on YouTube and across many, many podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Jump to Start F1, as you can see on the screen right now. Make sure to stop by, say hi, give us a like, thumbs up, smash the bell. Leave us a comment, review. Yeah, at Jump to Start F1. 
How did we do saying that last week? You guys no, did how great. How did Yancey do? Yancey did great. I was very impressed. Um, you didn't trip over your words like I normally do. You didn't have to repeat yourself. But let's get into it. There's a lot, a lot to talk about. Yeah, well. yes, thank you. First things up is right this morning we got notification. Finally, the driver's market is spicing up. The first domino has fallen. Not the first. The first domino actually was Oh yeah. Our good friend Kimi Raikkonen has announced that he's gonna be retiring. That happened over the course of the week. Mm-hmm. Ruben. Yes. To the honors, please. To talk about this three million times, bro. Just leave him alone. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Long, illustrious career, world driver champion, uh, Ferrari driver, Alfa Romeo driver, Lotus, Lotus driver. Uh, finally coming to an end. Uh, the end of an era. What do you guys think? He started with Benetton, right? No, he started with Sauber. There you go. Okay, my back because I had the the Red Bull logo yes. back then. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. What was your question? Was I was just what do you guys about. think of the retirement of Kimi Raikkonen? Somebody who's been around for so long, he will be missed. He's to me, even though for a man that did not say much words, he was super entertaining when he spoke. Just pretty much his comeback. He just wanted to race. <laughs> oh, Kimi, the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh, the steering wheel episode. Hey, you steering wheel, steering wheel. Right, right. So that was going to be my next question. <laughs> um, but what, really, what should be the question is favorite Kimi moment. Yeah, see you. So yours was the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Give me that steering wheel. That was two, three years ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, that was in, uh, in, uh, in Baku. Yes. <laughs> to quote Sebastian Vettel, my favorite Kimmy moment. Which one? Just the awkward silence. <laughs> 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 he, did he did say that in the interviews. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did say that. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> what do you mean? So, like, silence. That's it. That was it. Uh, Kimmy is, 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 is a character because it's like... When you ask him a question, and if it's a stupid one, that would be his. He'll be like they're willing to look. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll give, he'll give you that look and just you know, and then say something that's just pretty obvious and would be hilarious. Uh, yeah, man, Kimmy will be missed. He was obviously one of the quickest drivers in F1 history, world champion, uh, drove for Ferrari a number of years, uh, McLaren, and he was always up there. He was very quick. Um, and yeah, he'll be missed, man. And even up until now, driving into his 40, he was still competitive. If he had a better car, he would still be up on the grid. So, um, yeah, man, it, it, you know, everybody, it, it always comes to an end. And he has a beautiful family that he needs to tend to. And, uh, and now it's time uh, for the younger drivers to come through. Bravo, Kimmy. Great career, man. Absolutely. It was fun. The, uh, dri- the, the unexpected champion. Because remember, in 07, there was that tournament with Alonso, Hamilton. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he wins. Well, I mean, listen, he's always, that, that's what I'm saying with Kimmy. It's, uh, it was an unexpected champion, but he was always in the mix. Yes. And when you consistently put yourself in that position, good things happen. It's almost like when, if you're a midfield team and, and, uh, and something happens at the front, if you just happen to get a podium or a win, I mean, it, it's well-deserved because you put yourself in that position. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. My absolute favorite Kimmy moment. And I think I'm going to change you guys' mind and it's going to become your favorite coming moment is, I forget the year, Monaco crashes, goes straight from the track onto his yacht to start part- partying. That, that is quintessential. <laughs> I think that that one that is, is quintessential. So Kimmy. And that is... While the race is going on. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, is a, that is a power move like 
to end all power moves. Like, yep. all right, I'm out of here. You're not going to fire me, so I'm just going to go party at my yacht. See you guys later. Chilling. He's my private party. With a champagne. <laughs> so his first entry was the 2001 Australian Grand Prix with Sauber. Uh, 2003 Malaysian Grand Prix was his first win. His last win was the 2018 United States Grand Prix. Uh, with Ferrari, it that, was about time. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah. was a long, long, long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, last entry, obviously, this it was supposed to be this past race, the Dutch Grand Prix, but it was uh, Belgium. He had uh, COVID uh, this last uh, over this last week, so he ended up missing the race and had uh, Robert Kubica starting his place. Uh, his car number seven, three hundred and forty-five race entries, three hundred and forty-one starts. 21 total wins, 103 podiums, 1,865 career points. That is a heck of a career. The most experienced F1 driver, right? Yep. Uh, is he more so than Fernando right now? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. He's just ahead of Fernando. But Fernando came in 03? Yeah. I mean, as far as like race starts, I think Kimi has him. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, like I said, everything comes to an end. He had a great career. He entertained us all. And it was hilarious. Whether he whether he tried to or not, he was entertaining. Oh man! Yeah. The other favorite Kimmy moment. Oh, how could we forget? What was it? Twenty seventeen or eighteen? The uh, award ceremony when he got wasted. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> yes, that's right. Because I, and then he couldn't yeah. stop talking. Probably. <laughs> I think he came in what like third oh in the God. drivers' yes. champion. So he, he was getting blasted. presented, and he just got blasted. Oh man! And then he was just in every picture. It was just so freaking funny. Yeah. Reminds us of our friend Paul. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm not listening. So I know I can say this. <laughs> I'll make sure to send him that clip. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. It's, all right. So that was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what is dying of here? <laughs> I know I'm going to hear about it. Uh, that was the first time I heard of fall. Uh, along those same lines with Alfa Romeo is uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. His seat is in jeopardy. They haven't officially announced. <laughs> sorry. He's still dying. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Paul. They haven't officially announced that Antonio, Gio- Antonio Giovinazzi is moving on or is being moved on. The Bergamo bullet, my boy. How do you feel about that, Wells? Uh, you see I'm in tears already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that <laughs> you almost didn't come into no. Into I was so you today. saw so when it was announced, we have our you know our group chat, and they sent that um, the notification over. The guy sent that, and I, all I could put was uh, the emoji with the expletives coming out of his mouth because yeah. I think he's a talented driver. He showed over the course of I guess Saturday this past weekend that he is a talented driver and he deserves a seat. But we'll see. You know, it's as much a business as it is. Um, you know, on merit. Yeah, there's also a lot of talented drivers coming up through the grid, so or coming up the ranks, I should say. Yeah. No, and I think with him, it's been like on and off. Like, I mean, he's very talented. He's shown because he's always he's gone off and come back into into F1, mm-hmm. and he has never been, I guess, in a successful team that's been making. You know, the Alfa Romeo has made positive moves, but they have never been able to like leap. Right. And, well, I mean, yeah, that's listen, where there's been he's been hindered. We I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, consistency is key, and it's not enough to just show flashes of brilliance. You have to show consistency as well. And um, I don't think he's shown enough consistency. To, he's shown enough. Cons- uh, he's shown enough to maybe merit the seat and for him to be in consideration. But as far as for him to be a lock in that seat, he hasn't shown that. So gotcha. it is what it is. Yeah. So. Right now, or as of early this morning, both the Alfa Romeo seats were up in the air. 
just before we started recording, what was announced was the confirmation of Valtteri Bottas signing a multi-year deal multi-year huh? with Alfa Romeo to lead them into their future. That's the applause one? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> there you go. Jesus, man. <laughs> also, the Valtteri drops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, not concerning anybody now, but <laughs> you out. <laughs> not out. I mean, he's, he's out, out, he's out of Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, he's not out. He's in. He's um, he wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, as far as he wasn't leaving Formula One, is that correct? Can we can we assume that? Ah, oh, man, I you know that was up in the air as well, but I think it was just depending on what he wanted to do. If he wanted to stay in Formula One, I pretty uh, he'd definitely find he his seat. Um, he he has shown one thing about Valtteri Bottas, and I think he's probably as far as like a second driver, probably has been one of the most consistent second drivers as far as within a team environment. Um, yes, he's had his. He always has the odd race where he's just nowhere, and this is why we get frustrated watching him because when he is on his game, he's very quick. Um, however, uh, you know, you mix in there some really bad luck, which we all can agree. He's had a lot of bad luck. Um, also with Mercedes, obviously prioritizing their seven time world champion, which is Lewis, Sir Lewis Hamilton. What are you? That's the whole thing. It's just, you know, he, if he wanted to be a team leader, it definitely was not going to be in a top team. So he moves down to the midfield now. Uh, the one thing um, that I think will help him is that it's going to be a multi-year contract. Yes. So with and he's been with Mercedes the past five years. Every year, there's always speculation if Mercedes was going to sign him, and I'm you know not human you know that which is natural for any human being. Not knowing your future is going to have some effect on your performance, especially at that level when we're talking about Formula One drivers, which is only but. Uh, 20 drivers yes so um yeah it's he he's gonna be a chance to be the team leader show what he's got i think he's gonna do a very good job it's a midfield team um i think he can elevate that card to other to another level which is great and he has a security behind him he's gonna he's gonna he signed for multi years um i think he'll do well and good for him i don't think he deserved to be out of formula one Yes, mm -hmm. and no, and I don't know. For me, I'm going to give you some stats, right? Valtteri Bottas, since he signed with Mercedes to start for the 2017 season, so he's been in with Mercedes 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, mm -hmm. five seasons. In those five seasons, he has nine wins, mm -hmm. right? So, and that's against Lewis Hamilton, which obviously, it's tough. Mm-hmm. 2016, um, Nico Rosberg, nine wins against Lewis Hamilton. 15, six wins. 14, five wins. So it's like, okay, over the course of his whole career with Mercedes, Bottas has only managed nine wins. To me, it's like, okay, they need to, I don't know, they need to move on. They need to see what else they can do. They need but to see. Do you think that but was. But uh, uh, here's, the, here's the thing also, and, and what well, you have to. to to realize this is a team dynamic. At that point, what coming off of what, what was going on the last what a bit, 
it was 2014, 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. when you had Rosberg and Hamilton, um, you know, teamed up together, it became a very toxic relationship. And I, As Rosberg pretty much got better, started competing more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It became a very toxic relationship. Now, obviously, Nico Rosberg and Valtteri Bottas are two different personalities. I think it was on purpose that they brought in Valtteri Bottas, knowing that Lewis was on top of his game. No, and that did not want that uh, dynamic yeah, anymore. And even if, if, if they did prioritize Hamilton, which they obviously did, they knew that Valtteri Bottas was not going to rock the boat. Or there was, he was in the follow orders. Yeah, which is why you know Hamilton came out today on Instagram and said that he's probably been the best teammate that he's ever had in his entire Formula One career. Because he was a state put driver. Yeah, hey, so when, when he was out of it, Valtteri was a team player. He's always been a team player, uh, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just not as good as Lewis Hamilton. And, and obviously, you know what? 99% of F1 drivers in, in, ever are not as good as Lewis Hamilton. He's one of the best drivers to ever drive. Um, he's going to probably have all the records beating, beating Michael Schumacher, which nobody ever thought nobody would ever beat Michael Schumacher's records. Yeah, these are so records that were, that you, were you have to take to You have to take that into account. I'm not, you know... Um, I'm not f- fighting you on like any of any of that stuff. You're right. He has his spots where it's like, "What are you doing, Valtteri?" But again, it's against Lewis Hamilton. It's in the top team. He has helped them ever since he's been on the team. Helped them win the constructors' championship. So that counts for a lot. It's a lot of experience that's going to offer him there. Yes, he picked up in the last five years a ton of experience. Yes, mm-hmm. but to be a winning part of a winning team. Yes. Yes. But remember, he wasn't also a back a back marker when he was with Williams. When he was with Williams, he was also constantly on top of his game as well. That's the reason why he was. That's guess, why they took him. Yeah, so That's he was promoted to to F one. You know, mm-hmm. to to Mercedes. To, to Mercedes. But by accepting that challenge of coming to Mercedes, I'm pretty sure he had to also give away a lot of leeway when it came to, you know, winning and all the other yeah. stuff because they did not want again. Hamilton was, is supposed to be the winner and the number one driver at Mercedes. They're not going to bring somebody to contest that again, which pretty much what Rosberg did. No, and it's been proven. Year. I mean, Hamilton... But is that going to change him. now that George Rush was coming? Well, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but that's where we're going. And, yeah. and you, you know, go ahead, Wells. I mean, no, no. So thoughts... That, so that's really pretty much it. Thoughts on... It's, it's automatic at this point. George Russell joining Mercedes for next year. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think as far as Mercedes team moving forward, Mercedes team stepping into their future, uh, what that means for the World Drivers' Championship next year, what it means for the constru- and, and beyond, and the Constructors' Championship next year and beyond? Well, I mean, I think uh, what I've always said, you bring in George Russell, it's going to upset the team dynamic, especially if George is competitive, which I don't think any of us have in doubt the way he's performed this season, that he will be up there with Lewis Hamilton. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how he stacks up, obviously. He's still young. But he will be a la Charles Leclerc when he went to Ferrari against Seb. It'll be that dynamic. I don't, I don't think that he... I don't know if he will beat... Lewis Hamilton, like Leclerc beat Vettel when he was at Ferrari, but um, it's going to be a lot closer and it's going to be a little bit more contentious. And and like I said, um, 
yeah, you're, you're inviting trouble, and I don't think Mercedes wants to do that, but I think also Mercedes had their hands tied behind their back because obviously George is a Mercedes driver, mm-hmm. and George is not going to be patient enough to wait another year when he knows that he deserves to be in a top team. And shown. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he, he stepped into that car last year in Bahrain and almost won the damn race. Um, he's shown in his qualifying performances that he's definitely quick enough. Mr. Shadow. Yeah. And, uh, and and remember the whole deal in Monza, he's definitely hungry enough as, as when he went up against Valtteri and almost well, crashed both of them out, um, which was a stupid mistake on his part. Mm-hmm. But I think he learned from it. He's definitely not going to be backing down like Valtteri has backed down to Lewis before. So, yeah. but is that it, the... it's going to be interesting? But again, I I think Mercedes didn't really have much of a choice at this point. And eventually, like uh, Ferrari did with Leclerc, you you, you got to bring in the future because uh, you got to start thinking about that. You got to have these young guys get into that car, make their mistakes because they all do. Verstappen did it, Leclerc did it. Um, Norris done it at McLaren they make their mistakes but they learn from it and the more experience you get the better you get and those are their top drivers and that top team you have to obviously um, Lewis Hamilton is at the end of his career not that he's lost anything at all he's still wildly competitive um, still winning championships of course but Mercedes at one point was I think at this point they're forced to look at how their future is going to be looked like especially with the new rules coming mm-hmm. up but is the coming of George Russell, is he going to be, are they going to tell him? Like, there's certain things you cannot do here. You know, you cannot do this. You cannot challenge Hamilton. You know, like, it's, it's going it's it's to be, it's going to be tough to, to, to hold this kid, kid back because he wants to be, you know, he wants to race. He wants to elbows out everything. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll uh, come in that heavy-handed at the beginning. It'll be something like a situation like now where Hamilton is so far ahead of Bottas that it's like, all right, yeah, I got to chill. Mm-hmm. Where if if Russell can keep keep up, then you keep it up. Unless so that this is my fear. Like so, next year Red Bull is once again strong. Then what happens is a potential for once again two thousand seven scenario where they kill each other's points, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you have another Max Verstappen, well, a Max Verstappen championship if they beat each other up as far as the points go. Yeah, and and in Formula One, the only way. You can win a championship uh, with your two drivers fighting for the championship if you're the only team that's competitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you have another team like this year where you have Red Bull up ahead and you Mercedes fighting, boost. you can't have your top driver taking points of each other. Uh, one is... Meaning it's a gonna, 2016 yeah, scenario. Yeah, it's going to kill you in the Constructors' Championship and it's going to kill you in the, world, in the World Drivers' Championship. And on top of that... Um, it's even worse if you have three teams involved, which you you see the you see right now you have Red Bull and um, Red Bull and Mercedes up on top, but um, Ferrari and and McLaren are not that far behind, yeah. and they're not gonna be once the mm-hmm. once next year's uh, rules are changed. What does this mean? So, we, my question, part of my question was Mercedes stepping into their future. What does this mean for? Lewis Hamilton. So um, my question is more so, are we starting to see uh, his star start to fade uh, with Mercedes? Are they looking to say, okay, we need to not not necessarily move on, but 
get that plan rolling because this guy is not going to be around for that much longer. Are we thinking that um, Lewis Hamilton's got maybe another season or two left? He's already one of the oldest drivers on the grid. He uh, definitely has, what, two seasons left after yeah. this one? Contract-wise. Contract-wise. Yep. Um, uh, his star is not fading at all. No, no let's, not not get, let's not get it twisted. I think the only reason that if Mercedes had a choice, they would leave Russell at Williams for another year and then revisit that, the, across that bridge when you get there. But they don't have a choice at this point. Um, Russell's getting antsy. He's seeing Leclerc. He's seeing Norris. He's seeing all his peers. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Where is he gonna go? If I'm if I'm Russell and I can't get to Mercedes, where am I gonna go? That's, I can't go to Ferrari. Yeah, but I can't go to Red Bull. But I. But he can go. But he can go to Mercedes. They gave him that shot. That shot. No, I understand that. But like, and he's and he's all, if they don't give him the shot, like where would he end up? He he'll be out of the Mercedes program, which is exactly what Mercedes doesn't want. Oh, so he's only signed. Through the end of this year with the Mercedes program? Well, he, no, because if he wants to go anywhere else, I mean, he maybe maybe he'll, maybe he'll, uh, maybe Toto might manage him, but Toto wants it to, Toto's a, the owner of Mercedes, so he wants him in that umbrella. It's just the same way, like when we're talking, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Albon next. Albon is a Red Bull driver. Spoilers, mm -hmm. man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a good segue. Albon, Albon is a, is a, is a Red Bull driver. He's trying to get a driver at Williams, obviously, because mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing's confirmed, but we already know that that George is uh, is on is out of is is on his way to Mercedes. Where else, who else would be would they put in that seat? Um, so Albon is a Red Bull driver. Total came out this weekend and said, "Listen, Williams is a is a Mercedes customer team. We don't want another driver from another camp driving a Mercedes. So they would have to release him." That is the ultimatum that was given to, to Christian Horner, basically, because Christian Horner controls Ribble. Alex Albon. These are the wars that are going on behind the scenes. So the blocks. Yeah. So and then the other option would be, all right, if you don't sign Albon, we have another Mercedes driver who's a Formula E championship, and they won the the, the Formula E uh, Champion. construction championship, which is Nick DeVries. Yeah. So, you know that that's that's the machinations, and Horner shot back this weekend saying, you know. They're trying to get Albon a seat to keep him in Formula One, but Mercedes is blocking the way. Mercedes, quote unquote, Total Wolf is blocking the way. Shot, 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 shot. Yeah. So <clears throat> let me just bring it back to um, George Russell. Do mm -hmm. we see? Do we see the question that Ruben asked? Do we see a lot of fighting between Russell and Hamilton? Do we see crashes between them? Do we see? Uh, I don't. I don't think negativity. We'll see it, I don't think we'll see it in the first year. Okay. Yeah. In the first year. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I think. Uh, He'll be he'll be a little tame the first year, but then after that, it's gonna start the comments from either either or saying, "Yeah, but hey man, this guy." I hey tell man, you what, it just depends. It just depends uh -huh. how close it is, man. Because it, we said the same thing about Leclerc and Vettel, and that blew up in Brazil at the end of the first yeah. season. So it's just a matter of, you know, how competitive is George gonna be? And I mean, exactly. we'll see, man. I mean, he's and in, in qualifying, he's. Amazing. I mean, the guys, they call him Mr. They they don't call him Mr. Saturday for, for a reason. Yeah. And you're talking about going up against the best qualifier in all of all time in Lewis Hamilton statistically, and, um, and all the stats. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I think if if Mercedes, if Total Wolf could have waited another year, he would have. But 
at this point you can't. You gotta. Russell has shown too much promise not to be in that seat. Do you think it's a thing about maturity for Russell as far as like when he crashed into Boras and being able to be a team player? And I'm asking this question with a very specific point that I'm going to... Yeah, absolutely it's maturity because we've seen young drivers come up and they make their mistakes. I think Russell, maybe driving-wise, he needed more experience. That's the reason why he was at Williams. But I remember listening to the Beyond the Grid with, uh, with Claire Williams. She said this kid showed up with like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah, that's the ongoing so. joke. I mean, yeah, listen, he, he definitely prepares. He's still young, but... Uh, you need the experience to get to that to the yeah. level where where you have like a Sebastian Vettel or a Lewis Hamilton or Kimi Raikkonen. You need the experience. By the way, the only well, way well, to the get guys the you experience are either yeah. you know, multiple champions or at least one with Kimi. Yeah. So, so you, what you I'm look trying at to the say, level you're comparing. You're, you're yeah. The, o- <laughs> the only way to get to that top level is by driving in a top team. Yes. We've seen how good, how experienced Checo Perez is, has been, you know, in, before Red Bull, and obviously, I mean, I think he's doing a decent job, but he's still. Getting used to being in a top team and driving up there, his qualifying is not up to par, so it can be difficult. And and they all have to go through their steps to get there. This is not something where you just jump in and you're great. You have to work your way to get up to be great. I'm gonna read you some information here, which I think is bananas. Right, mm-hmm. Alex Albon is 25 years old. Max Verstappen, 23 years old. His birthday is September 30th of 97, which makes me feel extremely freaking old. <laughs> so 23 years old, September 30th. Mm-hmm. Charles Leclerc, 23 years old, October 16th is his birthday. So they're essentially two weeks apart. Right. George Russell, 23 years old. His birthday is February 15th. These guys, February 15th of 90, 1998, these guys are going to be racing literally for the next decade. Together. And Norris is younger than them, right? And well, I didn't even look up Lando Norris. So my my point in saying that yeah, is, Norris is younger. Yeah, he's a, he's a little bit younger, not by much though. We talk about experience oh. and and um, so I'm gonna the next thing. Mm-hmm. Max Verstappen, 132 race starts. Charles Leclerc, 72 race, uh, 71 race starts. Uh, George Russell, 51 race starts. Lando Norris, 51 race starts. Same time as uh, um, Russell. As Russell, Lando is 21 years old. Oh, my God. Lando's 21. Max is what, 23? 23. Max is 23, and already he is the Formula One driver with the most wins without a championship. That So, <laughs> so to me, this, this is as much Mercedes. We have to step into our future as it is uh, kind of anything else. Like, mm-hmm. they, they see where... Where the good drivers are coming up, and not that Lewis Hamilton is fading, mm-hmm. but, but you also can't let everybody walk away. Correct. You're right. there's that, and then there they have the benefit of having essentially the top hardware in the in the system benefiting Lewis Hamilton. So once these manufacturers, the McLarens, the uh, Ferraris, once they start catching up, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you have somebody young in the pipeline to grow with your. No, and eventually, listen. Eventually, the the reason I mean, this is a new thing. These driver academies are are a fairly new thing in Formula One, and eventually, what you have to show when you have a driver academy is that you're going to bring in drivers that have the pedigree to drive for the top team. You get me? Mm-hmm. Mercedes, for example, this is the first time that they have dropped a driver to bring in a new driver 
the other two drivers, meaning Schumacher mm-hmm. and um, and Nico Rosberg, have retired, retired from yeah. that seat. So eventually, what you have to do is that you have to show that because obviously. When you have a successful driver come up through your system, you want other drivers, talented drivers, suit. to come up. To follow suit. All right. You already have Ferrari who promoted Charles Leclerc. You already have um, Max Verstappen with Red Bull. You know, you and 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 Red Bull has also provided Sebastian Vettel Vettel, as well. Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. You know, but I'm talking about like let's say to drive for the top team and be successful at that. Um, Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, there you have to show those victories in order for you to attract good talent. Um, if if you bring in a driver and you never give him a shot at the top team, they're going to be like, I'm going to go to Ferrari. Carlos I'm gonna Sainz. Say, yeah, I can get Carlos Sainz did it. You know, I can, he came I to the Rebel, Rebel program, mm-hmm. went to, you know, obviously part of the business went to Renault for like mm-hmm. a year or two, and then he went to McLaren and then went to... It was yeah, like, but even when he was I'm, with Renault, he was still a Red Bull driver, and eventually he had to, you know... He had to had leave because there was no opportunity. Exactly. exactly. Esteban Ocon, another one. Uh, yeah. So and, uh, and What's this thing he came from? He came from the Mercedes, Mercedes system. Yeah, as a matter of fact, else. Esteban Ocon is still represented by Total Wolf. Yeah, yeah, as a manager. I mean, what, for, Total Wolf has his tentacles and all over the place in F1. Imagine how much money he has. Oh, yeah. man. All right, so Jeez. it's getting interesting. Finally, the silly season is starting to get silly. Last week, you guys mentioned <laughs> that the silly season was a silly calendar season, which yeah. I, I got a good laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> you guys thought I didn't listen. <laughs> you were on vacation, man. <laughs> I couldn't not listen. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> you wanted to make I sure. Heard, I, heard boys. <laughs> I want to hear from my boys. Anyway, yeah. so that's that's that. Let's move on. The other kind of slim little bit of news is the Miami GP track finally gets a name. The Miami International Autodrome. Oh, you went Dominican there. I, I almost did. Mi- Miami. 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 I'm up on Miami. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we care? No. Uh, we're still gonna go regarding the name. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems like a very, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a very motorsport name. Yeah, how many autodromes do you know yeah. in the U.S.? Sochi International Autodrome, <laughs> Miami International Autodrome, Autodromo Hermanos. I forget the name of the Mexican. Rodriguez. Like, Rodriguez, yes. Circuit of Miami. Miami. Circuit of Miami. <laughs> no, no, Miami. Miami. No, Miami. 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 <laughs> Okay. All right. All well, right. I'm just I glad that at least this is. I mean, obviously, the, it's confirmed. They're building the track already, so it looks good. Jeez. Can't wait to go. Uh, I love Miami. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um. All right. So the race weekend, Ruben, hit the drop. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. Twenty years ago, Nick. No. Um. <laughs> Before the season ends, you I got. I got to do it. Oh, I got a couple of months then. Yeah. So the race weekend itself. That'd be like a major speech. Just <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> Four scores. We'll get him one of those one of those those British wigs we talked about. <laughs> the powdered wig. The powdered wig. <laughs> Guys, uh, so the race weekend, the Dutch Grand Prix, first race back in Zandvoort since 1985. What did you guys think of the track itself? That track looks fun. Uh, quick lap. The banked corners look cool. Um, I just uh, qualifying was a lot of fun to watch. Yes, uh, the race not so much, but I think that's just because the characteristics of the car you can't follow. But whoever couldn't overtake was actually it, it was fun to watch because it's such a narrow track and it's the you know the margins are so slim. Mm-hmm. It was cool, but I mean the track itself was great. I think what really made it the most and it it 
it kind of give you that that feeling like, damn, I want to be there. It's just like that the party bro, atmosphere. The energy, dude. They had like Armin Van Buren and DJ Tiesto there. It was absurd. Like, like all these people were like jumping up and down. You see the orange flares. Like it was absurd. insane. It was the orange like, like, damn, I want to be there. Ruben mentioned so. it when you guys were watching the race live. I When I went to back to watch it, the, when the race started, you couldn't even hear the, hear the cars. All you could hear was the, the crowd. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. The crowd was super, super alive. And it's good to see that considering, all you know, again, that there have been no crowds the past year and a half or very little crowds. Just to see that was amazing. Yeah. And you know what? That excitement, like, comes through the TV and you just, like, damn, I want to be there. The after party must have been fun. Meaning yeah. at the actual track. I think they're still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say it's like when they open the doors, like people start walking the tracks and they just run to the stage. So they have, you know, because Tiesto was having a set afterwards as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. It just, I think the race was the crowds. Yeah. And yeah. what made up even what took it over the, over the, the, you know, the top was Max winning. Max was pretty much. No, and the promoter even said, I think that um, they, they had to tone it down, obviously, because of the situation. They had like an entire like fan festival planned. Like they have like a whole bunch of stuff planned. They're probably gonna come through next year when all Jeez. this stuff comes down a little bit. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, uh, that'll probably be a race that is gonna be on our wish list to go to. Yeah, I mean, just I'm, like you know when you want, when you go to Ma we're going to Monza next week. But when you see Monza and those crowds in the podium, exactly. that's probably gonna be a destination, that's especially. Awesome. Now that you have, you know, I mean, that Grand Prix happens only because Max Verstappen is, yeah, is who he is. To be honest with you, they said they had. I think I read a stat on Reddit that there was like six million viewers in the Netherlands alone. That was equal to one third of their whole population, oh, which is wow. ridiculous. Like, imagine one third of the U.S. watching. That's like a hundred million. Which people. never happens yeah. on any event, not even the well, maybe the Super Bowl. And not, not no. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna judge the race, the race itself that much, as far as like you know how exciting the the the, the Grand Prix was, mm -hmm. but the crowd ne was never quiet. Yeah. yeah, even the announcer, um, I forget which one said it, but they were like that they had to keep repeating stuff to Hamilton because the crowd was so. I don't know if I believe it, but. I could believe it, like if if that was the case. Well, I thought you were going to mention what Rosberg said, but yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, we, could, we <laughs> should have talked about that with Rosberg. Oh my lord! <laughs> Hold on, let me get this out. I thought that the track, although while it was nice and nostalgic to go back to, it was very claustrophobic. Just kind of the way it folded yes. back in on itself. Mm -hmm. I felt like just watching it, like it was just very tight. I think I had read. I don't know if you, one of you guys said it that it was like Monaco but without the walls. Mm -hmm. They were saying then the new Monaco without the walls. It. It was just it, it just felt very tight, um, but it's quick. It's, it's, it's a quick lap because it's not like you know Monaco's tight and to say Hungary is all is, is tight as well. Very technical. Very technical, but they're not as quick. This track is fast, so and that's then, what I think saved it in that yeah. like that all the all the corners in which the the overtaking line or the fastest line was on the outside and not like cutting yeah. the corner and not, not hitting the apex of the corner off of turn three oh no not turn three turn yeah, three, three is the turn, 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 turn two was turn two and the chicane uh were more of the the best overtaking spots i mean uh Checo Perez, when he's moving up the field, made most of his over, uh, over overtaking over yeah. and the chicane. Um, but I, I think it was oh, it was Latifi. He overtook. Did a crazy overtake. He did an overtake, but it was on the outside, and that was on a turn on turn two, on on turn one. Right, Alonso on uh, turn three, right at the start of the race, taking up a, a bunch of spots. Yeah, it it was cool to see that. 
But man, like yeah, usually the best way to go is on you the were, inside, but on the outside. Like most of the times, it's on overtake. You were waiting for them to crash because like exactly. Like, I just okay, felt like gonna, it was so gonna happen, gonna tight happen. a race. Like, even even better with the with the, the dude, with the spin that he took. But I think that I right think that the the reason why is that these corners are not off camber, meaning that it doesn't you know it, it go if you're gonna turn right, the the corner banks right. And most corners they bank they bank to the left even though you're going right, so that's what makes it a little bit more difficult to go on the outside. When you have a banked corners, yay USA for our banked corners. You have you have the opportunity to take different lines and there's just as quick. It's like uh, like watching NASCAR. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm that's mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I I hope that this race is actually going to be better with next year's cars. Because yes. I think the only issue here wasn't really that, that it's tight, even though it is tight for an, uh, you know compared to other tracks. The issue is just that it's hard to follow. Okay. That's, that's the reason why like, I'm not going to criticize as much for being as new West. Because the first yeah. time we go there, the cars are changing for next year. Yeah, the, the are cars gonna are going to change for totally next different year. Than we, but we you saw it, I mean, throughout th- during the race, you saw... Leclerc saying he was he was trying to catch up to Gasly, and every time he said that, every time they got into within to like two seconds, he would lose downforce. Hamilton said the same thing with 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 um, Max. With Max, um, I believe also uh, uh, Alonso says something to that effect as well. He said he was not in control of the car when he was trying to chase down chase down uh, Carlos Sainz. Yeah, end, so I mean, which is crazy. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Oh, I remember the the I think. Alonso took the outside line, which is the upper line, the, we would say the faster line, mm-hmm. and Ocon took the bottom line. And he, he, it looked like he was going to go for it, but there was there's nowhere to do it because then the car still... He gonna, said he almost lost the car. And the, the car still <laughs> And that was off. like in the, almost at the last lap. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as... Okay, so that was the track. That was kind of like our, our thoughts on like it coming back. The top two, the World Drivers' Championship, the battle. WDC. WDC. <laughs> <laughs> So before we started recording, Ruben was like, what the heck is WDC? <laughs> Dude, World <laughs> Drivers' Championship. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I, so like this this track was just not real representative, I thought. I think we would have seen more of where we really are last week in, in Spa if we had the race. But we saw that Max was worlds ahead with, with the car and like just what he was doing as far as... From the uh, green light. Yeah, from qualifying, from practices qualifying, we saw that he was able to, even without DRS at points in his final lap, final uh, or his best lap in qualifying, that he was still able to out-qualify Lewis Hamilton. By three thousand, thousands, no, thousands of a second? Hundreds of a second, sorry. Yeah, three hundreds of a second. Without DRS. What do we think? So from here we go to Monza, then we go to Russia. Right now, Max leads what by four points mm-hmm. in the in the drivers' championship. It's well, getting, it's getting tight. Let's go over the results of the race and then. Uh, well, okay, so yeah. the results of the race were Max Verstappen one, Lewis Hamilton second, Valtteri Bottas third, mm-hmm. Pierre Gasly, Gasly, <laughs> your boy fourth, the great guy, the Gasman, Charlie fifth, sixth Alonso, seven signs. Eighth, Perez, uh, driver of the day right there. Esteban Ocon, ninth. And Lando Norris, tenth, beating out his teammate. So, Mm -hmm. what that does for us is, obviously, like I said, closes the gap to four points for the World Drivers' Championship. With Max Verstappen taking the lead. With Verstappen taking the lead, thanks to those half points from last week. Spa, yeah. 
one thing that I wanted to talk about before, I'm going to bring it up now. We saw this week, we saw something that we were talking about before. Now it's not really even their fault. We saw Sergio Perez take a grid penalty because of the new engine. Match mm-hmm. will need to take a new engine at some point real, real, real soon. Right. I think next week is the perfect opportunity. The best track for overtaking. Monza coming mm-hmm. right up. Sprint race next week, actually. Oh, yeah. Does he take the grid penalty next week? Or <sighs> ra- rather, let me ask the question a different way. Is the reliability issues... Are the cost cap, is that now going to start to really hamper the uh, Red Bull team? I I don't think it's going to hamper them because, well, like we spoke last week, they are getting the, cent- they are getting the extra money from mm-hmm. Japan. So they have that to use. So that, that, um, that alleviates a lot of the issues that they were going to have if that race had kept going. Um, I would, I don't think they take it. My opinion, I don't think they take it because they would want a bigger lead in the championship before they do. Mm-hmm. You can't. I would say that reverse. What if, what if you lose and then you have to come back? Then you have to. You also have the penalty over your head that you have to take at some point later on. Mm-hmm. So like, and what, what do, you do? Would you do it after that? Right. So then you have Russia after that. You're going to have like uh, your Singapore's. You're going to have Mexico, which probably is a good track to do it, but there's not a lot of overtaking there. You're going to have uh, Austin. Well, I mean, it, it would be a track that they are. Singapore's not this, happening. This tra- you, you, I think true. you have a point. I think you have a point because this track would be. It, they would rather take a new engine at a track where they know they're gonna do they're gonna be better overall than Mercedes. They're expecting to not be as good as in good. Monza because the, speed. the Mercedes is faster on the straights. Right. But here you'll be able to because your car is second best, you'll be able to overtake everybody easily, I think. So to me strategically it makes sense to do it in Monza. Yeah. Or at worst to climb up. It's either one of the next two races, Russia or or Monza or Russia, because Russia you'll also have the ability to overtake those long that super long. It's not a straight, but it's like a kink that is turn one. Mm-hmm. So that's where you you can do a lot of overtaking there as well. It's a very kind of not technical track, but it's well you have wide a better open. chance at overtaking in, in in Monza than you do at Sochi. Sochi traditionally does not a very good track for overtaking. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So. Monza is it's a, just too many 90-degree turns at, at Sochi. So Monza is the place to do it. Right? Yeah. But now we're into, oh, man, the reliability or, like, now all these crashes starting to affect Red Bull. And this is something that we talked about at the beginning of the season that it's going to start to compound. Yeah. So I mean, imagine... I'd, also, what you have to realize, too, is that, and, and this came out in motorsport as well, um, Red Bull admitted that they were willing to sacrifice the victory yesterday in order to make sure that Verstappen finished ahead of Hamilton. So they were willing to let Bottas win if they had to. Just so... That's crazy. Yeah, just so he would (laughs) finish ahead of Lewis Hamilton. So that shows you where their head is at. I think they want to pad that lead a little bit more before they start taking any penalties. What a disaster. What a disaster Silverstone was for them. That was an awesome point by Wells. I think Monza is the place to take the penalty. 
Yeah, but there's because other but there's, but there's other tracks on the schedule um that they can do it at it. But. I don't know. After Russia it's Turkey, then Austin, then Mexico. Uh, assuming these go on. Mm-hmm. United States, Mexico, Brazil. All um one after each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Not in not a triple header, but like just after each other. Then it's T B C then Saudi Which Arabia and, be Qatar. and Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia we haven't seen, so it's hard to really yeah. talk about. But Russia, that track we, looks quick. Right. That track is what that's probably what I think it's the longest track on on the calendar or close or one of the second one. So that track might favor Mercedes because it has a long ass straight too. I, I don't know, man. I, it's good. <laughs> I mean, looking at it like based on the history that we know, right? We anticipate that Monza and Russia are gonna favor Hamilton. We mm-hmm. anticipate we don't know what Turkey's gonna do, but we saw Hamilton deliver in Turkey last year. Mm-hmm. USGP to me, that looks more like a Red Bull track because there's so much of the twisty turny. Uh, there's like a the sector, yeah, sector the end of sector sector one going into sector two, and then like there's the middle portion in sector three, and then Mexico Red Bull has just been always tremendous at. at I don't know, man. It's gonna be. That means. That Abu Dhabi is finally going to be a good race. <laughs> <laughs> finally going to be. That's, I don't know if it's going to be a gonna, good race, but it's going to have a meaningful it's gonna result. It's going to have a meaningful result. Because it it's going to go to the end. That's what it means. But, We're all like, oh, I don't know, man. What's going to happen? But going back to one's question, that is a very good point. You got to take should it we now. Take, yeah. I think they should take it now. And just, I, it'll be interesting what they do. Because no, if they don't take it now, then they just be going with the wave. I would then think take a I penalty would, when the engines blows up or what? Like you know, lose a race, and that's what always has uh, lose a race that you need to win. Exactly, you don't want to do that. Right now, you're in the lead by a little bit. Take the penalty. See what you can do with. Uh, see, I, the thing is that I, we the the tracks that are similar that we can compare mostly to Monza would be probably a Silverstone and Spa. Spa we obviously didn't get to see because of the rain. We didn't see how quick they were. And Silverstone. What about Austria? Or even Austria. Who won at Austria? Red Bull won at Austria. So, and then Silverstone, obviously, we didn't see. We saw, obviously, that that Mercedes were quicker on the straights. But the way Max has been performing and qualifying, um, if he gets ahead, if he stays ahead, so if he stays ahead at the at the race start, he'll stay ahead. Maybe Mercedes might chase him down, but so then what you're saying is that don't take it at Monza. Meaning that the Red Bull could just as easily be as quick or even quicker than the Mercedes at Monza. But that's you get what I'm saying. No, but so that, we that just leads don't into know. my point, though. Like no, that's why I there, to where you what you. Oh do no, is... I'm not. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to go okay. against what you're saying. What I'm saying is, is that. It's a good point. This is what Meaning, these are the things that are playing into it because, you know, we we could easily say that you know, all right, Red Bull is not going to be because the other point is all right. If Red Bull is not going to be as quick as a Mercedes, you kind of give it up. You move through the field against your points, and then you and then you get maximum points at a track that suits you better. But Monza could easily uh, could easily suit um, the Red Bull better because they've actually done very good at fast tracks. So, so like for example, because they make up their time on the corners, but and then on the straights, if they take the penalty, then Max is able to climb up and get at least third second. Yeah. I mean, and then and you would want to do it on a track that you can overtake easier. Right. So then, instead of a tight, twisty track. Jeez. To me, it's like okay, so you know, you know that that's where you're at. Start on an off strategy right off the bat. 
go start on hearts if you want. Start on mediums, whatever, mm-hmm. and then just go crazy and see, yeah, and, see how far you can go. And uh, and the Red Bull has shown that it's better on the tires than the Mercedes. So I think Mercedes, Mercedes, especially Hamilton, is a is a master at at preserving his tires. That's why they've always been competitive at tracks where their tire wear is going through the roof. Um, the Red Bull has shown that it's very good on its tires. So, I think um, I think I heard something yesterday. It's very close. Calling Checo Paris the tire whisperer. <laughs> so that's I mean that's the other thing. This guy needs to. For if they whenever they decide to swap out that engine and take that penalty, Paris needs to really get it together and step up. Um, he needs to qualify better. Uh, I, I, what I'm seeing Chuckle Perez fall into is in the same trap that Alex Albon was falling into, where Alex Albon during the race was actually very effective in moving up through the field, um, but he never qualified to the top. Uh, Chuckle Perez is falling into that same trap, um, and he needs to you know step it up. Obviously, from what it looks like right now, we might see because uh, Paris is not qualifying well, we might see Mercedes take the WCC, World right. Constructors Championship, right. Ruben. Where I declared them dead. Yeah. And um, and Max Verstappen taking the WDC. Which would be crazy. Which would be crazy. But, you, you know, you want both. Of course. So, um, and we all know Bottas... As you know, we couldn't criticize him, but Bottas will get enough points. Yeah, and, quali- and he's uh, Bottas is better qualifying against Hamilton than he is during the race. Yep. Yes. So as long as he's up there, he's getting enough points for the team. Yep. To win that it's, that, it's, that constructors challenge, causing them strategy nightmares. So mm-hmm. uh, the WDC two twenty four point five. That's Verstappen two twenty one point five. So it's actually three points, not even four, uh, for Lewis Hamilton. Bottas is at one twenty three. Lando Norris is at one fourteen, fading. Sergio Perez is at 108. So um, that kind of leads right into the uh, Constructors' Championship standings where, like what we were just talking about, Perez needs to really step it up. That Taking that penalty kind of hurt. Uh, Mercedes is up 344.5 to 332.5, so it's a 12-point difference. So right there, if instead of eighth, Perez finishes third, then obviously it's a one- or two-point uh, advantage. Uh, Ferrari's at 181.5, McLaren's at 170. So we see, we see that start to shake out. But these are upcoming good tracks for Mercedes. So we'll see how things go. And it's really now the onus is on Perez to go out and win Red Bull at Constructors' Championship. There, I don't know if there's any other way to say that. How will yeah. you, you – what do you think Perez needs, needs to do? Obviously, Yancy, he needs to be Valtteri Bottas, plain and simple. That's I all think, he has I to do. I think strategy as well has to be worked out better for him. Because, for example, his last qualifying lap, he couldn't go through because there was just traffic in front of him. Yeah, but... And, like, position and all of that stuff has to work into it. And Red Bull has been terrible at that because they did that to Alex Albon a lot. Exactly. So, and it's also coming to play where qualifying and even the race, the slightest mistake is costing you a ton of positions. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about what what happened to Paris. Yeah. Paris locked up hard into one of the turns. Had to come in super early to change the, from hard tires to medium. Killed his mm-hmm. advantage. So yeah, if he would have, if he, he would have hards, if he would have saved those twenty five seconds, he would have finished in the top five. Yep. If and he then, didn't take that. And then the reason, and then the reason why, 
the reason why um, in qualifying, he one they put him in a bad position to get that to get to get to the get that, that last mm-hmm. lap. When the reason why the times were so up there, why he had to make up so much time is that track evolution was so yes crazy because obviously that track is yeah. hard on the, that track is hard on the tires. So obviously, it's taking off more rubber off those tires. The more rubber you have on the track, the more grip you have. These cars are gonna go faster. So Red Bull also didn't put him in the position to yes. to to make that last lap. So but either why, way, but either way, he's still too slow. Is that but is that because of situations like that that Red Bull is not giving you the tools a hundred percent? Is that where he's not so much being it's not criticized as much as Albon because Red Bull is the one that's also messing I up. I think on. we have to be consistent, Ruben. I think no, 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 I'm not. I'm, not no, I'm saying we have to be consistent. If we're obviously Rebel made their mistakes and we'll, and we'll criticize that, but at the end of the day, it comes to how fast the driver is driving, and the, and the the only job of the driver is to go quick in that car, and he needs to do that, and he needs to do it consistently. Right now, as much as slack as Bottas gets, he's doing it more consistently than Perez. Yes, and they're just as experienced. If not, Paris is even more experienced more, yeah. than, than Bottas. So you you, you gotta you gotta come you gotta you gotta be in the party to fucking enjoy the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, he shows in the race that he is because he you know he's always been able to do it. even with forcing that he was he will always climb. But you know he was even with forcing that he was not a, a, the greatest. Qualifier. Yeah, but again, it's like but how many how many positions you're not. I mean, I know that he came from the back of the grid to win a race, but that barely happens. That barely happens. If uh, you know and. And for example, if you're gonna do that in a top car, if you're gonna do that, you're not gonna be finishing. What did you finish in this race? Sixth or seventh? He finished seventh. If I'm not mistaken. So if he finished seventh, you usually if if you see Lewis Hamilton, he finished eighth. If you see Lewis Hamilton come up the grid like that, you should finish close to the closer to the podium than eighth. And the reason why he didn't finish there, he should have finished at least fourth or fifth. And like you said, the only reason he didn't there, he made a mistake going into the first corner and just flash spotted the life out of those tires where he had to come in for an extra pit stop. He did he start from the what is it? He started last, no? He started from the pit lane. Cause they cause at that point, if you're starting sixteenth, you might as well take you you know you gotta take a new engine. Just take, take the penalty now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is gonna be tight, man, at the end of the year. That's gonna be fun. Um, all right, so Ed Zanvoort, back to the actual race. Um, man, it was such a boring race, guys. Like it was cool to watch Perez come up the the field. It was nice to see Latifi with a couple of overtakes, but other than that, man, it was like oh, uh, Gasly, fourth place. Um, qualify well. Qual- qualify well. And he performed well. Pretty much all that that needs to be said there. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how his race went. It was yeah. just like, yeah, I qualified fourth, stayed fourth. Yeah. Nobody was around me. Yeah. I mean, the only person that maybe came close was uh, Leclerc. At but, the uh, but it wasn't even well, both arrived yeah, at the beginning of the race. He finished. Yeah, it was like he got up to like almost two seconds behind the. But uh, like we said before, it, it was hard to follow. So once they once they got they got speed, mm-hmm. just, you, just you had to give each other space because. You were not going to go anywhere. Yeah, you were just exactly. probably going to crash. Yeah, you you were slow up enough for the other car behind you to catch up with you. So I mean, it was, you know what, Gasly's is doing his thing, man. You know, he's keeping he's his head his down. And yeah, he's he's overcoming anything. I think he, has, he got his confidence back. Oh, uh, he's been had it. I I think also the the team hasn't put him in good enough positions, but it seems like they sorted everything out. I mean, he is he's on it. He's on it. He's been on it since last year. 
he's going to be one of those drivers going into next year looking for a better drive too. Next week is oh, the year. Since his, uh, his Actually, win. it is. It's this today, September 6, twenty twenty, is when he won in the Italian Grand Prix. That's crazy. Damn. That was an interesting one. Too. What did I do, guys? <laughs> what did, what I, did I, do? I do? Yeah. Oh man, uh, Alpine double points. Alonso looked like a man out there. He um he showed his experience Boy. to me. That that kind of it it was funny to watch. Alonzo in that track with bank corners, knowing that he has IndyCar experience. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, "Yo, this is this is awesome to see." No, no, and like the thing at one point when they wanted pretty much against uh, him and Alcon to switch places, and he yeah. just like, "Well, I can pick up the pace." I was just, yeah. I was just take, pretty much taking it easy. Okay, it let's go. Cool, trying to take see him take the outside line on turn three. Turn three is the one of the bank mm-hmm. corners there. Trying to take the outlet. He could he couldn't pull off the move, but he tried it. It looked he's, cool. He's the man. He's getting his yeah. powers back. Alpine was was it actually at the beginning of the race, both of them made up a couple of places. Yeah, they were running with each other. It's uh uh Ocon, um it seemed like his tires went off at the end of the at the end of the stint. Same thing with uh with uh with Sainz. So he was losing places to to people with fresher tires. So uh but either way it's still a you know, for Alpine, the way they started the year, very positive results, both in the points. Uh, they're moving up. It looks like they're they're looking to take uh, the, to cement their fifth place status in the drivers in the in the constructors mm-hmm. championship. Dude, Ferrari double points. That dude, it, like the whole midfield, it was just quiet except for Alpine. Well, I wouldn't say. You know, I'm looking at the standings now. Um, there's a. I think Aston Martin is. It's dropped off the pace of that fifth mm-hmm. place. So, and um, Alpha Alpha Tori Tori is only up. six points behind. So it's really not even Alpha Tori, It's Pierre Gasly, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Even though you know, even though um, you know, uh, Sonoda has had his points finishes, but it's really been mostly Pierre Gasly. Gasly's at yeah. sixty-six, and, and Alpha Tori's at eighty-four. So yes. it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Lando no, but Norris. What, what really yeah. hurt uh, Aston Martin was that retirement on DSQ on the. When Better was disqualified, mm-hmm. then he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he wasn't, you're he right. Wasn't, and mm-hmm. and then Stroll took out Leclerc, and he was, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, and then obviously with with hungry, o- with Ocon exact. winning, um, that yes. gives him a bunch of points too. Talking about Alpine, so. Uh, yeah, it, listen, man, we we have. We no, they've been they've been constantly. Alpine has been constantly getting for so, the last few races double points. Double so points, what we're points. looking at now with the, with the constructors championship, you're looking at the battle for first, battle for third, battle for fifth. Um. And then, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Aston Martin is probably going to solidly stay safe in seventh because I don't see Williams moving up that further up. <laughs> yeah, even, 20, even with Mister Saturday, they got twenty points. That'll be a lonely eighth place oh, for them. Man, be, but yeah, be but like we have, uh, you know, we have it's uh, we haven't seen this before. We've seen three way battles, but it's interesting now we can like actually focus on two teams for each space, which is cool because we can compare and contrast. So. Um, obviously you have, uh, you know, Ferrari double points finish. McLaren was nowhere this season. I mean, this race, I should say. Yeah. Then, um, uh, just to round out this race, driver yeah. of the day, Sergio Perez, we talked about him a little earlier. Yeah. He did a lot of overtakes, but he clearly had a better car than the people that he overtook. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I guess I'm this, surprised. This, is not, this weekend was not McLaren's weekend. Red Bull? Yeah. No, McLaren's. This weekend was not McLaren's weekend. They couldn't do anything. Well, it was definitely, um, Max's weekend. <laughs> yeah. Max. Well, I think Max, Max after like the Max, first lap, Max, he was already up Max, two seconds. Max, Max, yeah? super Max after, it, at the end of the first lap, he was already up to like two seconds. He was yeah. gone. I thought it was going to be a closer race down to turn one, but he was 
God. He had a great start. That's yeah. man, and Valtteri Bottas another not great start. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah. But Lewis Hamilton didn't have a great start either. Nope. Well, compa- well, all right. Um, standings we talked about. Anything else on this race? Well, it'll be interesting, like you guys said, next year to see it with the new cars. But yeah, I mean, and this probably next year will be a heavier party, a <laughs> heavier party. I, I think that the um. The, the the consequences of the results of the race are heavier than the actual race itself. Um, the race wasn't that much fun. If you like strategy, it was there was a it was a race for that. Yeah, if you wanted like start doing math in the head, but I was too hungover to do any math, so I'm just mm. like, just watching the race. So Wellington was going crazy when he saw it. No, yeah, he I was he was on some uh, was a, a some port wine, a, a perfect wine, a perfect mind, whatever. What's the name? A beautiful, beautiful mind. mind. A beautiful mind. Yeah, <laughs> nah, with the equations going through the head. Um, Alright, so that's Zanvort um, Monza preview da, 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 da. <laughs> Ruben, lead us in with our <laughs> Lead us in with the, our traditional trivia Alright, so trivia this week is It's actually a little A little Because <laughs> I, I had to do it here in the morning Because I don't know what happened to me this week You know, Labor the weekend I don't know. Over. No, no I, was, I didn't drink that much like you, but <laughs> <laughs> but let's go with a with a with a easy question, right? Uh, name the only year the Monza has not hosted the Italian Grand Prix. The only year? Yep. Nineteen eighty-five. I mean, I know twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they had Mugello, they had. Yeah. Uh, no, 1980. 1980. Yeah, they were going to renovation because. If it was the Price is Right, I would have won. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, let's uh, do why this didn't one. do you know why they didn't hold it? In, uh, in 1978, there was a big accident, so they, were, they went to again, again, more renovations oh, into the track okay. to make it safer and all that other stuff. Oh, it's probably when they added the chicane. Okay, all right. Name the driver in 2008 that saw his first win. And then make him the youngest driver to win a Grand Prix here in Monza. 2008? Yes. Okay. Lewis Hamilton? No! Sebastian Vettel! Oh, <laughs> Come on! Shit, that's right! <laughs> Dude, <laughs> went off with Toro Russell. Yeah, Toro Russell, yeah! Jesus, man. <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's got it. No, I don't. <laughs> right? That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Damn it, I forgot about wow. that. Yeah. Before him, at that time, the youngest driver was Fernando Alonso. And then after him was Master Tap. Okay. I don't know why I thought. This is actually a super hard one, I think. Name the only driver that has won the Italian Grand Prix three times in a row. This is almost impossible for you guys to get it. Go ahead, Jens. Fangio. <laughs> no, he got it. Yes, he got it. <laughs> <laughs> he was so ready to hit the wrong button. I was like, what? <laughs> you got a double plus for that one. He did it in 53, 54, uh, and 55. Yeah. Yes, he's doing his homework. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all I got for trivia. I didn't know some why history. I, why did I know Sebastian? I didn't know Sebastian. I like, it's stupid. All right. Uh, so in history, this is actually a, a super historic track. It's been around for, you know... For even before I was born, just that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the fifth oldest Grand Prix after the French, the American, Spaniards, and the Russian Grand Prix. We're not talking about Monza, we're just talking about the Italian Grand Prix itself. It has been held since 19, 1921. In, 19, in 2019, it was the 89th Grand Prix. So last year was the 90th, blah, 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 you know. Uh, 
It is along, the, along with the British Grand Prix where a Formula One event has been held every season since the very beginning, when we're still speaking about the Italian Grand Prix. You know, now referring to Monza, Monza has always been has always been known for a super dangerous track because of the big banking curves that it had at the beginning that were that were pretty much uh, Dutch Grand Prix was nothing compared to the banks that Monza had okay. back then. Oh, because they used the inside oval. Yes, yeah, that they have there. Uh, another name that is also used for Monza is the Temple of Speed, we mentioned earlier. Uh, in 1971, it saw the closest F1 race in history. It was only separated by 0 0.01, which is one, a tenth of a second, one tenth of a second. One hundred. The second, uh, the first five cars finished by just 0 0.61 of a second. Wow. Uh, obviously, just like one of the trivia questions, since he came into Formula One, only 1980 has not been held in, in Monza. It is the fastest track in the calendar, the fastest race as well when it comes to timing that the trade, you know, for the race to to take place uh, because of how quick we can get around the track. Uh, it's also the track where Schumacher announced his retirement in 2006, where I also saw then in 07, you know, mm -hmm. Kimi Raikkonen come into play. Uh, most win by drivers is tied with five apiece, Hamilton and Schumacher, and it's also followed by Piquet with four. Most win by constructors, Ferrari with 20, McLaren with 10, <laughs> follow on Mercedes with nine. Most win by engine manufacturers, Ferrari with 21, Mercedes with 14, Alfa Romeo with nine. So Alfa Romeo is popping up in history somewhere. And that's pretty much, there's a, a ton of the history on this track, but I wasn't, I didn't prepare for it. Yeah, this, is, well. this is a track that has a lot of uh, interesting finishes. We saw last year Pierre Gasly won, that was an incredible race. Uh, Pierre Gasly won uh, and Carlos Sainz second place. The year before that, Charles Leclerc. Uh, one finally bringing a win to the Tifosi. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Monza. Well, nineteen was also the the race where in qualifying they were just playing playing <laughs> cat and mouse game between. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's what. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, because the toe is so huge. Important here. Important here because I, this is obviously the fastest track on the calendar. Crazy. So there's very very little turns. It's just fast. Predictions. Um. We'll do qualifying and race. I'll do qualifying. I'm going to go with Hamilton, Max, Boras. No, let me change that up. Hamilton, Boras, Max. What? Yeah. Hamilton, Boras, Max. That's always going to go. I was going to say, what? <laughs> it's Ham qualifying is Hamilton, Boras, Max. Fourth from fifth? Fourth from fifth? I think fourth and fifth. I think like Charles Leclerc and Lando Norris. I'm flipping. Norris, Leclerc. Go ahead. <laughs> Hamilton. Max Bottas, um, Norris Leclerc. Okay, race win. I think it's gonna be a battle up front. Whoever qualifies up front, the the, the first row, it's gonna be a battle. The, that first chicane, it's gonna be like Silverstone. We we've seen. Um, I would like to see. Yeah, but we're forgetting that this is sprint qualifying. Oh, also oh, true, yeah. Whoa, does whoa. that change your? Yes. <laughs> I think I think Max is going to win the sprint qualifying. So then, so he's going to be first. So he's going to be first. Yeah. Ooh, damn, good point, Yancy. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. Qualifying just totally changes it. It will be qualifying for me. Will be Max Hamilton, Norris, Bottas, Leclerc. It's going to be a toss up fourth and fifth between Bottas and Leclerc. I'm not going to change it. I think it's going to stay the same way I said it. It'll be Hamilton winning, uh, Max second, Bottas third, and then we'll that's have a sprint. That's a sprint race. I cannot wait um, to watch this. 
Oh. I think that the only reason Max was able to get out in front in Silverstone was because Lewis had a bad start. And I don't know what. I don't know what is going on with their starts this year. I'm talking about Mercedes. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to like not have good starts. Um, but I'm pretty sure when Mercedes is on a problem, they're on it. They'll fix it. I think they'll... they'll You'll come through this they'll, weekend? They'll come through this weekend. Uh, hmm. This is, again, like we talked about before, um, they have to take the wins at these next two tracks yeah. because if they don't, they're going to be at a serious but disadvantage remember, going into the rest of the country. We're still on, the on qualifying, which is... In this case, will be mm-hmm. spring race. Mm-hmm. So even even if Max, I have him winning the spring race, he's not going to win the race. I have him not winning the race. I have him, Boras, Max. If uh, listen, I mean, I I, I have I have um, I, the, my qualifying order is going to stay the same for the gotcha. for the for the winning? race. Yeah, uh, no, Hamilton's going to win this race. It's going to be Hamilton and um, Hamilton. Uh, Verstappen and Bottas. We saw, we saw something very interesting in in uh, in Zandvoort. Bottas, Max Hamilton, and Bottas lapped everybody, everyone. Yep. So they are they're basically the only drivers aside from maybe Perez if he starts up front that have the pace. You see how fast they are. So it's definitely going to be. You know, if nothing goes wrong, if everything stays the same, the Mercedes is faster at this track. They'll beat. They won't beat them by much, but they'll beat Max Verstappen because it's. Vers- I mean, you can see how it's good of a driver saying, those two guys funny are. He says man. they'll beat Max Verstappen. They'll, saying, they'll beat. Red. No, because you know, Paris no I mean, the car is good, but it doesn't suit Paris's driving style. I mean, but remember. But then again, again, it's a fast track. Lewis Hamilton. And Max Verstappen, right now, as far as the rest of the drivers, they're at another level, bro. No, no, but just, it's just you can see how quick they are, and they push each other to be that. Just quick. to help Paris, we remember we have to remember what happened on, at the la- one of the last fast tracks they were racing in Baku. Paris did a phenomenal job in Baku. He Paris capitalized on the mistakes of other drivers and yes. the issues. I don't know if I would say he did a phenomenal. Well, job. he held Hamilton down for a long time too. So to to hold him down, you have to also be up there with the speed. Long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Paris. Guys, anything else on this? As I'm running out of power on my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, that's it. We're going to the Temple of Speed. Home of the Tafosi and Ferrari, baby. Even though they're not going to do that. You forgot the woo. You forgot the woo at the end. Tafosi and Ferrari, woo. No? No? No, Okay. No, no, no. That's going to be next week. (laughs) <laughs> and it's the ending of the triple header, which is yes. It's, it's an ending. It, yeah, it, it's been a fun, and it's, fun run. It's ending at the triple is ending on a super must watch race. So you know, man, I can't wait. This is not a race uh, that you want to miss, in my opinion. This, and and spring no. qualifying just makes it so much better. Yep. yep. Guys, jump the start. Jump the start racing podcast on YouTube. Hello. Uh, we're on multiple podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. At Jump the Start F1, okay, Vanna White. And you guys are waving here like... Uh, Give a thumbs up. At Jump the Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow, say hello. That's it. That's it. We'll see you then. Guys, enjoy. Peace. Race week. Peace.